welcome back to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm Jace. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Mike. I was really hoping you would just, oh, I'm Mike. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> just to throw him off and see we, what you We know our names. We're good. We're good. <laughs> see what happens. Just to throw him. It's always fun no. to throw Mike off at the start. Season four, episode eight. Yep. This has been, uh, it's been this season's been tough and sitting on the seats. It's been... It's been an emotional ride, yeah. It's been, it's been it's a been roller coaster. Really nice stories. Absolutely. Today we're, nice. we're going to summarise some of those stories, but we're also going to talk a little bit about injuries and setbacks and challenges, I guess. It's, uh, where do you want to kick things off at? Um, I think, first of all, it's just acknowledging that they're inevitable along the way. Um, picking up injuries or... Having a setback, hopefully you don't get knocked down by a car like like Rachel, or or just have the car sit on you for an hour. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna have challenges, and even if the even if the person that tries to avoid all challenges, they're they're gonna have challenges. Yeah, I think uh, I, I heard it said once that if you don't let me get this right, yeah, if if you don't go and pursue challenges that inspire you you're going to meet ones that don't. So like the the person who doesn't want to go out and do things in the world because they don't want to challenge themselves in any way, they're, they're going to have a different yeah. set of challenges anyway. Or or here's a, here's a better example. The child who is never challenged to do things for themselves because parents, guardians, whatever, are doing everything for them, mm-hmm. then they meet with challenges later in life because they don't know how to do anything for themselves. So yeah. challenges are valuable and they're in, inevitable. And so, yeah, let's have a discussion mm-hmm. about what do we do when, when some of the ones come our way, some of the ones we maybe didn't want or expect or, or hope for. Yeah. What do you think, In terms of a story of my setbacks and challenges or... If you've got a story to share, that'd be... I think, well, like Mike said, I think we've, we've all had a challenge or a setback or an injury that sticks in your mind maybe once or twice uh, i think for me um i think this is i'm gonna go traveling story but just came back from traveling this is a, an injury that sticks in my mind vividly not the barbecue one that patrick mentioned i'm not gonna go there <laughs> <laughs> that still haunts me <laughs> losing haunts me oh. more than the injury <laughs> the injury would have been worth it if you won <laughs> correct but i didn't anyway so yeah back from traveling hadn't really done much I'm going to say training, football training, 90 minutes of movement, shall we say. And uh, a team asked if I would play for them. I think I'd been back maybe two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, all right, why not? Lower league thinking, oh, I'll be fine, no problem at all. So jumped into this team, 90 minutes football, did score, just been out there. <clears throat> <laughs> um, but I honestly was so sore for like maybe a, a week after and the following weekend I had um, a, f- a wedding at a festival and a wedding at a yeah, festival a wedding at a festival so there was a little it? chapel Belladrome nice um, and the night before the wedding <coughs> we were, it was the Friday we were dancing having a really nice time um, to a band that I love and I just felt like I don't know what I, I People say ping, people say, there's just a feeling of an overstretch. My quad just, it's almost like I heard it and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And so I struggled to walk pretty much. But because it was a Friday and I was there till the Sunday, 
I kind of just soldiered on through it. And then ever so often I'd need to pull up a little bit and not as like, couldn't dance or whatever. So I went to the physio and I came back at like maybe the Wednesday and she looked at me and she looked at, she was like, Lindsay, I don't know how you've still got a quad muscle attached there. It was, it was horrible. So from that point, I, she was like, you cannot do anything pretty much for about eight to 12 weeks. And I was like, Put you in a box. Horrible. Like my mind, you, in that period, you probably didn't want to be anywhere near me. I was horrible. Tell, like it totally took. That. For the full 12 weeks? Yeah. Well, probably the first eight weeks. Um, because I, I, I went into myself a little bit. I was like, well, if I can't, if I, if I can't do anything, I'm not doing anything. I was, and so what was the knock-on effect? Uh, diet, relationships, yeah, lifestyle, relationships struggled. Work. Relationships struggled. I couldn't... Um, like I was just really snappy because I wasn't getting my fix from it because I know how good it makes me feel. My relationship suffered. I was probably eating far too much rubbish in the first eight weeks just because it, it was making me feel good in the moment. Mm -hmm. I couldn't demonstrate at work. So that was putting me off. It took my, like, notched down my confidence a little bit. And it wasn't until I went back to physio and things were starting to get a little bit better that then I was like, had this glimmer of hope. Well, actually, it's not forever. I can do things, I can get better. And I think it was just, it was, I was wallowing in my own self-pity for that amount of time because I just, it, things were taken away from it and I hated it. But then when I got that sort of glimmer of hope that actually it's not gonna be forever, you just need to start rehabbing it. That's when my mindset started to change a little bit. But it was not, I didn't, I hated it. It was a horrible period of time, but looking back, I don't think I would have probably done anything different either because I was just like, Ugh. That's That's what I was going to ask, is like with the benefit of hindsight, do you think you could have handled it differently or do you think that was just the path that you had to walk? Yeah. Or do you think you you would have wanted to handle it differently? Like looking oh, back. Oh, looking back, I definitely want, I would have, like the way that I felt and the, the impact on all aspects of my life, it was, I hated it, it wasn't great, but I don't, I still don't, I don't know. I don't, it's a difficult question, that one, because I felt like I needed to be there, like, raging. Yeah, you yeah. have to go through that. It's, uh -huh. like, it's like the hierarchy of mindset. You have to go through one level to get to the next yeah. level to get to the next level. I think, yeah, like some some lessons, you, you can't get told it. No. Yeah, you have to yeah, live no. it. Yeah, you have yeah. to go yeah. through yeah. it. Yeah, and, and that's, you said something different, something interesting, I think, was it would you have wanted to? So there's like, there's can you behave differently? Mm -hmm. Are you capable of behaving differently? And then would you want to? Because again, just to, to always seem to throw the food stuff in there, but people have probably had that time where they're like, they know, ah, do you know what, I've eaten enough today. Yeah. But you still don't want to, and you're still gonna go and have more anyway. Mm -hmm. So sometimes even even if you if even if you know you're not walking the right path, sometimes you want to. Yeah. You want to take that wallowing. Yeah. That so wallowing yeah, I path. did wallow. But I haven't wallowed since, so it's fine. I mean, there's been some, but not to that extent. Not to that extent. Yeah. I feel, feel like, like I definitely learned from that experience, needed to wallow for that period of time, but then knew there was always a way around injury and working through it and not put myself in that position. So do you have an example of maybe a subsequent injury or something like that where you drew upon what you'd learned from that experience? Probably the... The hamstring, the hamstring one. losing hamstring you didn't want to one. Talk about that, man. <laughs> yeah, I would say that one. We're I think it, it happened. Start. It happened in the moment. I knew it was a really bad injury. I still struggle with it sometimes, but I wasn't going to go in the place I I did then. I made sure that I was getting to the gym maybe once or twice a week, um, actually doing the rehab on it 
um, and not throwing the, the toys out the pram with food and stuff. So no, I think I learned my lesson from that eight weeks of wallow and I kind of just took it in my, in my stride mm-hmm. on the next one because I, I, I knew that it didn't feel great being in that place. It, it's it's like it epitomizes the idea and I know it sounds trite when people say it like oh you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger but you you look I, I read a book right the book uh, the book's called What Happy People Know and it was a great book and and he had an interesting definition of optimism and he, and he says that optimism isn't this idea that everything works out for the best optimism is recognizing that nothing is all bad nothing is 100% bad so even in these really bad experiences there's something good that you can yeah. pull mm-hmm. and and so as horrible as that experience sounds like it was for you, well, then you're in some way, like all things being equal, you prefer not to, to have the experience in the first yeah, place. Yeah. But, but in some way, them. in some way, you've taken something that's made you stronger, more rounded, yeah. more wise to, to yeah. deal with something else. Mm-hmm. In the but it's, very, it's very much meta ethics in terms of well, what is good and what is bad, because this bad situation has a good light to it. So mm-hmm. yeah. there's that. Like it's the, finding the good in it yeah and leveling up the, tro- the trolley equation thing so isn't that I don't know I've, I've shared this one on an episode before but there's this old story that again I'll probably mess it up because I, but it's like it's like an old story where um, uh, oh, I don't know go for this it's like I don't know there's like a there's like an old town somewhere and uh the guy, the guy's son is learning to ride a horse, right? And he falls off the horse, and everyone's like, and breaks his leg, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's bad! He's broken his leg." And then the the guy's like, "Oh, we'll see." And then like a war breaks out, and all the young men are, are drafted off to war, except the guy with the broken leg. And so, like, oh God, that's lucky. He <laughs> he didn't have to go to war. And the dad's like, oh, "We'll see." And then I can't remember. Like it goes on and on and on, but things keep happening. And the guy's always like, hmm, we'll see. Because yeah. you don't, it, it, what can feel like a total disaster at the time, actually, mm-hmm. could be the best thing for yeah. you and, and vice versa. Yeah. There's a, the Matthew McConaughey book as well, Green Lights. You know, when you look back in your rear, rear view mirror, the red light's now green. <laughs> mm. so it's, it's one of those, all, not all red lights stay red, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I think um, it's it's funny because when we had Stan on for his interview, I asked him how, mu- how much of his lessons through his sprinting career he carried over in, into his life. And for him, he, he didn't feel like he's, he seemed so zoned in on his yeah. sprinting. Mm-hmm. For me, though, and I've learned like with working, you know, as a personal trainer with people, like how many of my experiences playing semi-pro football have, have served me, even like coming overcoming setbacks and injuries and things like that, that someone maybe injures himself, you know, goes over their ankle out for a run or something, and it's the first time they've ever actually yeah. had to encounter a physical injury. And they, and they, and to me, it's like, I feel like I've got the tools, yeah. but to them, it's it's not. like mm-hmm. So for me, I've uh, broken a foot, fractured an elbow, pulled groins, uh, Achilles injuries. Um, I got my head stamped on in a cup final. I had to get, come off during the cup final and get stitches in. Uh, also had to get stitches across my forehead in another game. Got up to, uh, was in a Rigmore hospital in, in Inverness and stuff like that. So like I've been through so many. Um, and I think what really helps, and again, there's a bit of Stan's story here, 
is there's like an athlete mindset where you've got like I've got to get back in the park. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I think in sports it's easy because you can cast the vision. I I can cast this vision ahead and be like, okay, you know, I'm coming. I I love 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 the line. A setback is a setup for a comeback. So I would I would don't get me wrong. Like I'm sure my mum could probably tell you a few stories. Like there was when I broke my foot. Well, I actually got my I got my tonsils out. No, I broke my foot and I got my tonsils out like two days later. Oh my God. And I was not a fun person Horrible. to be around. And actually, I, I didn't even know my foot was broken. I got misdiagnosed and it was a whole disaster. That was his career it, over. It, it, I played for four more years, but the, the foot was never the same. And that was basically the beginning of yeah. the end, I guess. But I think, uh, yeah, so I've gone through periods of that, like moping and misery, but also a lot of the time I just... I learned to just go into this attack mode. So I'd, I'd cast a vision. I'd be like, right, setbacks, I set for a comeback. I remember when, I, when I, my foot actually got diagnosed as being broken. It was, I think it was two or three months later, I ended up in a cast over the festive period and I had this little routine set up with, with my little dumbbells from my upper body. Um, I had this like power breathe thing. I don't know if you would have heard of those, Jays. Back in the day, it was like, it was meant to be like resistance training for your lungs oh. where you breathe in and... And as soon as the cast was off, I was swimming, I was on my bike, and it was all like this, mm-hmm. like, I'm coming back, baby, you know, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think having, being able to cast that vision is, is, is a really, See really- See yourself out the other side of it. Helpful thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost same. living your own underdog, rocky story, <laughs> thinking, yeah. right, I'm here now, and there's my need to be, I'm yeah. going there. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And do you know what? I remember, was I still playing football? No, I've stopped playing football. I'd come back from traveling, <clears throat> I think I have st- told this story before, maybe, but I was I was working as a as a trainer out of a, a commercial gym, and I was living with my dad at the time because I was just back. I, I didn't have any money, and I was cycling to the gym. And one morning, I was riding no hands, trying to fix my light. It was just stupid, and I fell off, and I, I bashed my elbow. Didn't realize it. Well, it was sore at the time. Took the PT session, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, this is getting really worse." So went to hospital after that found out that my elbow was fractured and they didn't cast it, they just put me in a sling. But do you know what, I took great pride because I was, I was back at my dad's like, I don't know if it was like two days later or whatever, I heard him on the phone to my brother and he was like, he's, he's just getting on with it as if nothing's happened. Yeah. And like, I, it hadn't occurred to me that that's what, what I was doing at that moment. But I remember like feeling a sense of pride there because yeah. I kind of thought like, what else? Yeah. Is that through all, do you think that's through all the experiences of being through injury and setbacks and comebacks? You thought, oh, this is nothing, I'll, I'll be fine with this. Yeah. I think certainly having gone through stuff before it helped. I also, even though I wasn't playing football, I had a cast of vision pretty quick as well yeah. because mm-hmm. I was like, right, by Christmas, this was, I think, I'm sure it was November. Um, by Christmas, I wanted to, to be able to like, do a pull-up again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, here we go. And yeah. I just modified my training. I worked around. Uh, and actually, the, the opportunity, because I couldn't, I couldn't like, hold any weights and I was very limited to what I could do, I started just doing heaps of hamstring curls because it was one of the things I could do. And when I eventually got back to being able to, to train properly, I was like, my hammies are in great <laughs> shape now. So there's there's... There's opportunities yeah. to be found in them as well. I, I want to tag on kind of just to, to Lindsay's question there. So you mentioned attack mode, but you also mentioned a list of injuries. 
Now, have you always had an attack mode mentality or is there any point where you're like, after two or three injuries, you think, why, why am I always getting injured? Why is it just me? Like, did you, did you have any like victim mindset to it? I don't think so, right? So for my first four years of playing, playing high league football, I, I basically never had an injury, barely missed, once I broke into the team, barely missed a minute. I thought you were going to say barely missed a goal. Barely scored a goal is, is the truth. After I got that, after I got that foot injury, I, I started getting lots of niggles, and I think ultimately that took away some of the, the pleasure, especially for me. I always need to feel like I'm improving. Mm -hmm. I, when I was feeling like I was playing below my capabilities and not being able to get better, there was a problem. But I think one of the, the things I do want to share is the suffering of it because injuries... You, you want to know exactly what's going on, yeah, exactly how long it'll take and, and things mm -hmm. like that. And, and you don't know because... Like, you're misdiagnosed as well. Is misdiagnosed. That, that must have frustrated to like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, right, I, I was getting... <laughs> I was getting a deep tissue massage in my foot and she's like... Into a broken bone. <laughs> and she's like, I think it's scar tissue. We just need to break down. I was trying to run on it and it was agony and agony and agony. And eventually the physio's gone, I think we need to get you scanned here. And there's a whole process where that was taking ages to get the scan and get the results. And then eventually, like, I, I get the guy on the phone, he's like, you've got a comminuted fracture of the intermediate cuneiform in your right foot. I'm like, what? <laughs> your bones and bits. And it's like, ah. Oh. But the, the bit I wanted to get to was even, like, even less serious injuries and they can be even more frustrating because there's not always a clear cut. And even a, like a physio is trying to, they're trying to diagnose and figure out, but they haven't got x-ray vision. And, no. and it's not always like pain's complicated. It's very, And very, all you want is an answer. And you're yeah. just like, oh. Yeah, and do you know what, what was the, the worst feeling ever is you, like, you have to travel with a team when you're injured anyway. And so, you, you know, you put on your club suit, you sit in a bus for two, three hours to go to some game. You've got all like the, the old guys from the committee or the people you've not seen since last Saturday. All right, Mikey, how's it going? When are you back? And I just felt like every week I was like, it's looking like a couple of weeks. And it's miserable because you, you feel like you're, you're not part of it. No. You're not contributing. You know, no. the, team, the team win and you're not part of it. The team defeat and you couldn't have helped them. And then two weeks later, it feels like you've not not made any more progress. Mm. Well, Mikey, how, you know, how's it looking? Yeah, a couple of weeks. And sometimes, like I played under managers, some of them are like, listen, don't worry about it. And then other ones that have gone, it's been a couple of weeks already, Mike. And you're yeah. like, Jenk, like, Jenk, I want to do this. Yeah, you know, like so you're doing it for the fun of it. It's, it's really, really horrible. And, mm. uh, you know, and, and that's, that's fairly minor musculoskeletal injuries that really, I was going to say not affecting my life, but football was my life, yeah. Yeah. to be fair. Um, but definitely there's, and it, there's, I've still got issues now that, that affect me now from mm -hmm. doing you know, stupid injuries or misdiagnosed injuries or playing when I was hurt when I shouldn't have and things like that. So um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of suffering, but there's, I, I think... Ultimately, you've got to you've got to get to the acceptance, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and and you've got to take what positives you can you can take from it. In, in yeah. those sort of ones, I think. The, what's the five stages of five stages of something? What is it? Grief, grief or grief. loss. Um, 
I'm not going to get them all. Anger, denial. Denial. Except, so I can't remember. I think it's the Kubler-Ross. You need it's to go the, through uh, all of them. Kubler-Ross, change, curve. Yeah. They go, yeah. It's those three, those uh, that cycle. But you know what? Actually, there's another one that I think I took from that What Happy People Know book. Oh, God, I'm going to remember this one. It's the three Ps. It's the three Ps. Right, I'll get it. So when, when something happens, we, we take it personally. We think it's pervasive, as in it affects everything in mm -hmm. our life. And we think it's permanent. Mm -hmm. And... and like if you can recognize that, rarely are they. Like, like the fact that that my I broke a foot or I fell off my bike or whatever else happened wasn't personal. It's just like it happened. Or, or take like how how hard it must be. Go back to Patrick's interview when like you just get symptoms and then you get a diagnosis of of yeah. MS or Rachel getting hit hit by the and that's where the sort of stuff. like the feeling of being the victim comes in. Then if you if it if it's delved into that personal side, like why me? How am I going to go? Like, what? Why has this happened? Yeah, and and I think as we've said, and and there is, we should have researched that blooming change curve before because I think there is a, mm -hmm. there is a stages that you have to go through. And yeah. Patrick touched on that with with his one. Like, yeah, you have it's to finally just relieved. Yeah, it? and it's fine to be have that sense, and you probably need to process think, yeah, the emotion. I think you yeah. have to go through. I mean, I've like at the time of recording this, I picked up a little knee knock, and I remember thinking to myself. This is just the most annoying thing ever. Like, I love training lower body and legs and, and doing stuff, and and now it's limiting me. And and I know like we're, we're chatting, sort of look at the bigger picture. Like it's you'll be fine, whatever. It's not going to be forever. But at the time, mm. like in the moment, it's it's everything. And obviously, this is just a tiny wee little Nina go. I'm going on educated guesses of Google on what's happened, <laughs> but it's. Like it's it's nothing compared to the stories we've heard, and but even then, in my life and in my bubble, it's everything right at that moment in time, mm -hmm. and it's really really difficult to see past it. Like, yeah, and 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 I don't think I actually think recording this entire season has helped me come to the terms with. It's just a little niggle. Like, it's not forever. Yeah, look, like, yeah. your, your knee's not. In the grand not, scheme of things. You're not going to squat for a week. Shut up and get on with it, Jase. At the same time, you know, as you've said, you, there's no value in guilting yourself and saying, oh, geez, like, Rachel got knocked down by a car and yeah. I've yeah. twisted my knee. You know, like, I think it, you have to process that, that yeah. sense of loss that you have and allow yourself to be upset with it. But then it, there's, a, there's a line where repeating the story... I find I find myself that with that yeah. blooming foot story. Yeah, you might. The amount of times must, I've told that story, it's yeah. like it comes to a point where it's, like, it's not serving me to repeat that story no. anymore. Yeah. No, no. You must think of it though as if like, what if you got diagnosed right to start with the broken, like, what, what like? Yeah, I would have had it cast straight away. Yeah. and I would have been back and been and whatever. Uh, you, yeah. what, no what ifs, Jace. No what ifs. He lives with regrets. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, I was just thinking. So like, obviously the niggle, and when we're talking about. You have to accept things and like let you allow yourself to feel guilty and allow yourself to feel that sense of loss. Mm -hmm. I, I do believe in these these hierarchy of mindsets. I think the, the first hierarchy is is victim mindset where well everything happens to me. Like why me? It's it's on me. And then there's the what's the opposite of the um, responsibility or no, I not the I should have really thought this one through. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically so after victim there's the it just is, yeah, okay. It's not Acceptance. great. Acceptance. 
Yeah, I guess so. And then there's the optimism after that. What's the opposite of optimism? Pessimism. Ah, that's it. So there's victim, pessimism, optimism, and then there's realist and you know, realist optimism after that. And each level you finally work your way up. You, you, you kind of, but you have to go through the levels. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't get to the top of a multi-story car park by just appearing there. <laughs> Jump in. <laughs> like yeah, you you yeah. go through the levels. And I think that's really important to just remind yourself of on anything. You're like, you know, your boss comes in last minute on a Friday night and hands you something. You're like, oh, can you stay and do that? You think, why, why me? Why can't you go over and pick Sarah over there or, or whoever it is? Just, why have you given it to me? That's just typical. Of course it's me. But then at the same time, that's maybe picked you for a reason. Mm. <laughs> You're the best person for that job. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through these levels yeah. in order to just accept things and move on from them. And I think mm. possibly, probably, maybe... Once you've gone through them at, on something, you can probably get better at Yeah, going you can go yeah. quicker. You yeah. can like, you know, you Transfers take that. Transfers all parts of your life. Yeah. yeah, you take the elevator instead of the stairs or whatever <laughs> it might be. Yeah, it's kind of like, it is It is what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is what it is. Go, going back to the P's, that second one of pervasiveness is again like, so when this one thing happens, you look through that lens at everything in your life. Where for me, t- take me like my, my football was out of action, but I was still going to uni, I still had friends, I still mm-hmm. had, had still so much stuff in my life. And so it's easy to think, right, my whole life's... Yeah. It's like labeling yourself like as the injured one, as yeah. the ill yeah. one, yeah. and yeah. sticking right. with that. But actually, in hindsight, like if you zoom out from it, it's just a tiny part of your life. You've still got everything else going on. Yeah. So don't like let it consume you mm-hmm. and every part of your life. Yeah, and and... There are situations, like again, go, go Patrick, chronic illness, or, or Rachel's entire life was disrupted by that yeah. accident. But like for, for a lot of the things, it, it, yes, your whole life might be changed, mm-hmm. but it's, it's that three Ps of like, there are still other areas you yeah. can lean into. Yeah. It must be hard though if your identity for you, your identity was being a footballer, right? That's all you want to be and that's what you want to do. Yeah. It's the same with Stan yeah, when he's like first straight, like he's first... He was, he's a when he was 22 and his whole identity was being a sprinter and then it got almost like stripped away from him yeah well I think it's a great one for the, the permanence one and, and you touched on it with your injury when you realised that this isn't going to be forever yeah and how often you know speaking to people like oh, never going to never going to be the same do you know like what happened with my foot like eventually it settled down I played I played for four more years yeah like it, they, they I had this treatment I got another scan and the, the guy was basically, it didn't really, your scan just looks the same and didn't really do anything. I'm like, what do I do now? And he's like, well, we can open up your foot. We can put pins in. You'll be out for two years and it might not do all that much other than make the scan look a bit better. <laughs> or not you, can, you, the scan. Or you can get uh, you can get these like custom orthotics and, and see how you go from there. So I paid for the custom orthotics, didn't really use them. The pain sort of settled down a bit and I played for four more years anyway. Yeah. Like, so even... Even things that are permanent can mm-hmm. cannot yeah, yeah. affect you in a permanent way, um, and like yeah. Patrick's illness. Yeah, yeah. Like he's still him. He said he's still Patrick, and even though he has this illness, and he might wake up one day and have another sit with him, but it's not going to change him planning and take over his life basically. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, how inspiring yeah. is that as well? Get, oh. Like getting up and she was there was something she said I think as well about like you know 
what you got to do, you got to just just got to get up and get on with it, really. Get up and go and, and do more things. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, the th- the three P's are are, are definitely yeah. a good one. I think, like trying to process and acknowledge the loss and and the emotion, um, for sure. Permanence again. Sorry, just to go back to Stan. Mm-hmm. Like ten years out of the game. But his love for the sprint for sprinting yeah. never died, and he's come back, and here he is, fifty winning gold medals, yeah, no, and not looking like he's ever going to stop. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's just amazing, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was, and that was like, that was more of a mental setback he had. Yeah, but um, it's just yeah, inspiring stories, all of them. Yeah. I think absolutely, definitely. Lindsay, you anything you want to add in? No, I think I've Into said these setbacks, no. challenges. All good on my part. I've just really enjoyed everyone's story. Like yeah, even been... yours, Mike, Rachel, Stans, Patrick. I think it's all been inspiring. And I think it gives people or the listener, Hope. if they are going through something, it's not forever yeah. and you can make changes with it. So I think it's been a great season. Yeah. It, it, I think there's an element where it doesn't need to be forever because, you know, I've met other people who've been, I remember when I worked at the sports village years ago, someone came in and was like, oh, I was in a car crash and, you know, I'm obese now and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, how long ago was it? It's like 10 years. It's like, yeah. ah, it doesn't, it like, doesn't need to define you. There's yeah. there's an element of life that's still in your control. And I think yeah. that's what's been inspiring about the, the three guests we've mm-hmm. had on this yeah. season. Mm-hmm. I think um, challenges as well are, I mean, I think you've got a really good analogy, Mike, about how life would be boring without them. Yeah, I want I want to share the computer game one. Yeah, it's again borrowed from someone else that one. But like, if you if you go back and think, hopefully people can remember like the old school Mario games, the two D uh, side scrolling ones. The game Boys, NES, <laughs> Game Boy, SNES, Super Nintendo. All the best ones. You, you're so you're you're basically walking to the right, and you're you're jumping over things, you're meeting baddies and whatever. If that game was just a flat walk from left to right. You play that game once and you never play it again. <laughs> no. Why? Because it's boring. Because you need some challenges. Equally, if if you did level one, two, and three, and that was it, the game would be rubbish mm-hmm. again. So in order for the game to be to be interesting and to be fulfilling and to be valuable, and all computer games are like this, like you need to meet a series of ever increasing challenges. Um, in order, in mm-hmm. order for it to work, and and yeah, that strikes me as a good yeah. metaphor for life. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no easy, there there is no easy life. Like, if you think of like, if all you had to do was get up in the morning, sit in an empty room all day, and, and go to bed, that's like probably about the easiest thing you could think of. But how bad how bad would that be? Horrible. Or or even. <laughs> You know, Rachel was was stuck in hospital for three months at yeah. a time and yeah. stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. how she's she's breaking out. <laughs> yeah. So as much as we want, and I think this is the the problem that we have is we pursue this fantasy of a one sided life, of all support, no challenge, all sunshine, no rain, all all smiles, no frowns, or yeah. no cries, mm-hmm. and whatever. And I think it's if we can acknowledge the duality of life that we've always got. The ups and downs, the hot and cold, the good and bad, the challenge and sport, and and then they're they're just as much a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I um, think it's, I think I think it was Forrest Gump that said, "Life's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Never know what you're gonna get." There we go. There we go. <laughs> Done. All right, that's it for season four. Done and dusted. Thank you both again so much. It's been a pleasure. I'd sorry. One one more thing. Almost slipped. Uh, 
thank you, Jace, because... Uh, <laughs> He thought he was getting away with it. He that. thought I he did. was getting away with it. <laughs> I did. Uh, Jace is stepping away from AKR to embark on his own thing. So I uh, want to take a moment and say thank you for, for joining us, not just being the hostess with the most S on the, <laughs> on the podcast for uh, 32 episodes, yeah. but also for the, the four years uh, that we've had you with us here at AKR. Um, so, yeah. It's been thank a pleasure. You. It's been more than a pleasure. So for one last time for me, I'll see you in the next one. <laughs> <laughs>